Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thanks so much for joining us today. Today's topic is, is your TMS enough with my friend Derek Doddridge? How's it going, Derek? Hey, Joe. It's going great. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Derek, please introduce yourself and your company. Where are you calling from today? Yeah, so Derek Doddridge, I'm our uh, VP of Enterprise Sales at Emerge. I'm physically based just south of Indianapolis, Indiana. The company's based out there in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I've been with Emerge for about three years now. Very nice. They couldn't convince you to move to the desert? You know, Joe, under a different set of circumstances, I'd be out there in a heartbeat because if uh, if I did not see snow again, I would, uh, I would not be not be mad about it. So Arizona is beautiful. I don't like all the snow. In the, I'm in Michigan, so we have the snow too, but I'm a... Uh, I'm not so sure I'm built. I'm too pale for the for the desert. So, Derek, tell us what what does Emerge do? So, Emerge is a uh, software technology company, and we we specialize in in procurement. And so, you know, we work with with shippers who, you know, whether it's annually, semi annually, quarterly, and in, in whatever capacity they want, need to run a bit events from a procurement standpoint. We provide our technology free of charge in an effort to really streamline that and make it easier for them. And that's our uh, that's our sweet spot. Yep, and and we'll get into this at the topic, which is 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 your TMS enough? And I think ten fifteen years ago, if you said I have a transportation management system, it was like, well, you are on the cutting edge of things. But now we're starting to see the TMS as absolutely critical. You can't do business without one. But it's just the beginning of what you need technology wise. Now we now we're talking more of a a technology stack where the TMS is kind of the center of that universe, but still you need other tech. <laughs> and we'll get into that in a minute. But before we do, tell us a little bit about you. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Give us some career highlights before you joined the Mighty Emerge. Yeah, so I'm a uh, born and raised Hoosier. I've lived here in Indianapolis uh, my entire life. And so I went to a small liberal arts school just south of Indianapolis called Franklin College. About a thousand students, played tennis, had a great time there. But my, my backstory is a little interesting because when I went to college, I thought I was going to be a science guy. I got my undergrad in chemistry, minors in biology and biochemistry. You know, I wanted to be a, a scientist. And so when I got out of school, my first five years, I actually worked for a toxicology lab and realized pretty quickly that that life wasn't going to be for me and was fortunate enough early in my career to have some really good mentors within that company. And so within a matter of about a year and a half, convinced me to go back to school, get my MBA in management. I kind of flipped out of the lab and got more on the business side and really got involved in sales and marketing, really customer facing and absolutely love that. And then, you know, as time progressed and, and kind of moved up the ranks there for a variety of factors, you know, wanted a, a career change and had talked to some folks that were with the executive team at Celadon Trucking, which uh, no longer around, but but was a a big trucking company. And so I took a couple months off and then, you know, made that natural transition from healthcare to transportation and logistics and, you know, have never looked back. I, I absolutely fell in love with it. And when I started at Celadon, I got involved on their their asset side. And so I had a pretty seasoned um, sales team there and, and had, had the opportunity to kind of come in and be that liaison and really learn from those guys, learn from the folks internally for a couple of years and, and really enjoyed that. 
Uh, got to have a lot of interaction with with some large shippers very early on and, and really dove in, really got into the operational side, actually spent a lot of time when, when we acquired a couple of companies that got us onto the uh, the temp control reefer side. And so spent uh, about a year and a half really digging into the operations. And then toward the back end of the nine years or so that I spent at Celadon, I actually went over to the uh, the quality division, which was their their truck leasing side. And that was a really cool experience because I was in charge of building out all the ancillary divisions around truck leasing. And so when you think about, you know, whether it's providing tax support to the drivers, road maintenance, insurance, driver recruiting, those were all divisions that I kind of helped spearhead uh, to get that up and going. And then from there, transitioned to a uh, another freight tech startup, was there for about a year and a half. And that company was uh, focused on supply chain finance and fintech. And then um, find my way to uh, to emerge almost three years ago, and have never looked back. Very nice. Well, you got there. You got to emerge pretty. Uh, you must have been there pretty early. I was. I think I was in the uh, the first fifty or so because the company started, you know, roughly about five and a half years ago. And uh, you know, our founders, Andrew and Michael Leto, who, who started Global Trans back in the early two thousands. This is their third company. It sold Global Trans. Had started Ten Four Systems, which they sold to Trimble, and then. You know, out of that kind of birth, the idea of, of Emerge, because our founder, Andrew, had a, 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 a really nice vision for what this company, you know, is becoming and what, what it is going to become. And so it's, it's been very exciting. You know, usually when you look around the freight space or the freight tech space, there's a lot of companies doing kind of the same thing. So you mentioned you worked at Celadon. When you're there, Celadon was a great company. Uh, seemed like a, a rocket ship. I know. Uh, I don't know if they sold or went out of business, whatever they did, but they were very unique in certain things. But it's when you're a reefer, you're a reefer to some. You know, so people put you on that list and say you're a reefer, a reefer, a reefer. Same with a lot of the freight tech. Emerge is different in that I don't see anybody doing what Emerge does in this business. Yeah, and I think you know. I like telling our story because I really do feel like it is different. And, and there's a, a lot of technology out there. And, you know, one of the things I was, I was talking to some colleagues before I hopped on this, this podcast with you is that, you know, especially in the last five years, there's been so many freight technology, technology companies around the industry that have popped up. And if, you know, if you're not staying in tune with what's going on, whether it's listening to podcasts like yours or going to conferences or, or reading up on the material a couple times a week, like you're going to, you're going to miss it. And, you know, what I love about Emerge and, and the gap that we feel is like, I mean, we're an agnostic platform. You know, we're not trying to put anybody out of business. I mean, we feel like what we have is so unique from a procurement standpoint and the model in which we operate that there's just nothing else out there that, that kind of is, competes up against it. Right. So today's topic, again, is, uh, is your TMS enough with my friend Derek? Before we hit record, we I had written down a few points that I wanted to cover with you. So the first one was, you know, to answer the question, is your TMS enough? I think the answer is you definitely, absolutely, positively need to get a great TMS. And they're out there, right? We're never going to say you shouldn't have one. Ten years ago, it seemed like when you, if you had a transportation management system, it seemed like you were cutting edge. Like when you, I used to be at a 3PL, I was so proud of our TMS because we were talking to people who weren't using one. <laughs> and they were like, oh my God. This is the silver bullet that's going to make everything perfect and huge improvement for sure. But I think we can all agree now, as we've seen all these kind of best in class solutions that plug into our TMS, and I'll just mention a few. 
Project 44, MacroPoint. I talked to the people over green screens recently with dynamic pricing. So many things that plug into your transportation management system. And by the way, the transportation management systems are letting them plug in. That's what they want. They're saying, if there's a great killer app that you want, plug in, right? So I think when we talked offline, we were saying we absolutely positively need to have a TMS, but it's it's not enough anymore because there is, and they recognize that too. That's why they made it so easy. And I'll talk about because they've been on my podcast a few times, the guys over at Turbo, they've developed their transportation management system to adapt and connect to whatever system you want. You want to check out your carrier, you can do that and it's automatically in your system, right? Yeah. Well, that whole idea, you know, yeah, kind of stay in your lane. It's it's hard with all the facets of technology to be able to have all the functionality within a TMS, you know, that's that single source from them to make it viable. And so, yeah, being able to plug in. But, you know, I, I remember early on in, in Celadon going to some of these shippers that I considered pretty large and it was still, you know, email out load, load tenders, right. you know, whiteboards on, on tracking loads. And it's like, wow, man, that's that seems seems very, very uh, cumbersome. And so, yeah, I mean, and there's so many good TMSs out there now with, you know, Blue Jay and Blue Yonder and OTM. And so I think it's more commonplace now that, that especially these large shippers have a pretty robust TMS and that's, that's the hub, right? That's the, uh, that's the motherboard that that's what controls everything. And then, you know, things like Emerge and some of these other ones that you mentioned with, with the track and trace companies kind of plug in to make life even easier for these shippers. Yep. But to the point, it, it's, it's not enough to have just a TMS because, and it, TMS, just because I have it, it's just it's like say I have a, I have Microsoft Word, now I'm a writer. No, you aren't, <laughs> right? And, and what I think you were saying when we were prepping is it's not a procurement strategy. You don't, just because you have a TMS doesn't give you a procurement strategy. And that's kind of where, where Emerge is plugging in. So talk a little bit about that, that. Yeah, so, you know, with, with, TMS systems, I mean, I, when people ask me, I mean, I think of them more so on the execution side, right? And so there's some, some cool things you can do with load optimization on the front end. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, hey, I've, I've got a load that I need to send to one of my network partners, whether it be an asset provider or a broker. I need a way to communicate. I need a, a way to make sure that they're going to accept that load. And so that's, that's what these TMS systems are doing. It's, it's an operational tool. And, you know, most of these systems by lane, there's a routing guide, right? So you've got you know, maybe a primary or a couple primaries of, of, of those network partners that are going to get a majority of the tenders on that load when, when those become available. And then you've got a backup kind of waterfall. And, and if nobody can accept those loads, then it goes off to, to spot. And so that routing guide, though, as far as how you figure out who's going to be primary, who's going to be backup, that kind of procurement step, I mean, that's typically what's been done in, in a bit of it. And that's where you know, there, there's a gap in our perspective. It's, it's either being done manually today, you know, via spreadsheets and emails and, and it's cumbersome. It takes a long time or it's, it's being done in a platform that really wasn't catered to, to logistics. And so inevitably the customization that, that needs to take place in order to make that an effective bid can span weeks, if not months. And so th- that's, that's where we feel like we fit in as kind of that plug in is, you know, what can you do to, to make that procurement layer easier so that when you, you take that final file and actually build that route guide in your TMS, that that's more efficient, more streamlined. Yep. If I could explain how I, when I was at, still at a 3PL and the shippers, a lot of the pe- pe- people, shippers are doing this separately, but I did it as a 3PL. We needed to get 
we had a new customer, so we needed to get some prices. So I remember we would have these Excel spreadsheets. We'd work on that, get that Excel spreadsheet, and then we would send that Excel spreadsheet out to this mass email. Any carrier that ever called us or stopped by and gave us their business cards, we got a stack of business cards, and bam, we're just sending them out. Send one to Derek, send one to Joe, send one to Bob, Tom, Mary, Sue, whoever, whoever stopped by and gave us their card. We didn't worry about if they had one truck or a hundred trucks, or if they were only in the northeast or only out west. We just sent, we just sent it, and then we wait for the magic. We wait for them, each one of those carriers, to get that email and open it up and give us great rates, and then we will be fine, right? But the reality is, if we sent that out, it was a pain in the ass. And when we send <laughs> that out, uh, half the emails bounce. Another, I should say half, dozens of those emails bounce back. Other times the guy quit, or that was an email to info at XYZ carrier. And some they just ignore, because they're like, uh, yeah, I don't know who these guys are, but they sent me an email blind. And and others would look and go, I don't do business that way. You want to talk to me? Have me in. We'll, <laughs> you'll treat me like a partner or I ain't going to do it. And anyway, we would get rates at some point, but we never knew, are they giving us their best rate or this is a rate I can guarantee. We would take those, have to put them all into an Excel spreadsheet and run with it. It didn't work. It didn't work because I never knew is, did Derek just give me low prices knowing that he can't do it, but no one else can. And then he'll eventually come back and sell me. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, it's, it's, it's mind numbing. I mean, the, the, the front end of like, okay, I've got a hundred people I do business with. I'm going to send out an Excel spreadsheet and then to track who's responded, who hasn't to get those back, aggregate those into a master file like that in itself. I mean, you still have your day job of, you know, making sure your freight's moving, communicating with your vendors, internal meetings, like to do that on top of, of it, it, you know, and then once you get all that data, like how are you maximizing the analysis on the back end to make sure that, yeah, to your point, like th these rates are in line with the market or, you know, this care that they may be new to my network. They know nothing about my business. I want to make sure if I am going to award them freight that, that maybe it's, it's a, a certain limit. There's none of those tools available if you're doing it manually. And so, and then that whole process can span, you know, a very long time. It's just, whew. Yeah. And by the way, I always think that I worked at a carrier for a short time. I would get those. And after a while, I started realizing, I hate these, <laughs> but um, I want the business, but I hate the way they're they're treating me. And I would be in a trick bag of saying, well, okay, if I get real aggressive and, and get real lean on my margin here, I can can win this business. And then invariably they turn, come back around and say, hey, Joe, you're, you, you won eight of these. And if you want to rebid 10% lower on all these, we'll give it to you. And like 10%. Oh, my God. And, and, and I would always want to win that business. But then I would find myself, and I'm not lying, I find myself making five dollars on a load just because yeah. it came along with it and then after a while you're like i don't feel committed to doing this i'm not feeling appreciated i'm not making any money and i work for a great carrier i work for a really good carrier and they would say these are too low margin why are you doing these i was like because it was part of winning this other business yeah. and i didn't like doing business that way and getting back to my 3pl hat for a minute it would take us weeks to get that done right 
And so we didn't do it often. You try not to do it because it's a pain in the ass. And by the way, another thing when I went at that carrier, one of the things people would say is they're just market testing their existing carriers. You know that, right? I was like, what do you mean? There's So you're going to go real low and they're just going to come back to their carriers who they already have and say, we like you guys, but you got to be lower on all these prices. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably a topic for another podcast on just the way that uh, shippers treat their, uh, you know, their their network strategy, their relationships, you know, if it's, oh, it's not a relationship. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll let anybody bid the whole paper rate game where I'm going to go low. You award it to me. I run it for two or three weeks and I come back and say I need two or three hundred more bucks. Like that's the part where I empathize with shippers because that would be extremely frustrating to have to deal with with all that. We, you kind of get what you put out there, though, and that's 100%. the problem. I think I've, I've always said this. I don't like the idea of spot. I know it's necessary in our business, but I don't like, I want long-term relationships. I want, and I, well, the, the approach I just described with the mass email of Excel spreadsheets or when we upgrade it to Google Docs so I don't have to send an actual spreadsheet, big deal. It's not, it's, nobody feels like a partner when they're involved in that. Nobody feels like, hey, I got time. And by the way, we didn't have time to have conversations with all those companies. Yeah. We're too busy. Or if we did, we said, hey, I'm going to talk to Derek for eight minutes. And since I talked to Derek for eight minutes, I'll talk to Joe for eight minutes. So I'm not giving Derek an unfair advantage. It all felt nonsensical. Well, and that's where like with, with you know, the Emerge tool, because this is customized, specifically the trucking transportation, like we feel pretty good about some of the tools that the shippers can use from a care relationship side and so you know there's whether it's it's giving feedback automatically you know after the bid event is closed of hey maybe here's some lanes you didn't win but we'll let you know pricing wise you were within x percentage of the lowest rate so if if it's a routine bid at least you know next time or like i was way out of whack like i've got to do better or in the middle of the bid you know the, the live feedback functionality where it's okay the bid's open for an entire week i'm gonna i'm gonna submit rates on this lane I know I'm not winning based on the feedback that that the platform has provided. If this is a lane I really want, maybe I can get more aggressive. Or if it's not, I got to stay where I'm at. But then, you know, within the platform tool, you can kind of message the shipper and say, hey, I've been doing business with you for a couple of years. This is a core lane for me. I have to stay at this rate. And so having tools within the platform like ours to be able to kind of have that give and take with some of your core carriers is is crucial. Right. So let's contrast this. So I just described the the Excel experience, the mass email and the Excel spreadsheet. And by the way, I just said this on my last podcast is if you find yourself managing your supply chain or your carrier strategy with Excel spreadsheets, <laughs> something went wrong. You got on the wrong track somehow. We need to start using the right tool. So I, I talked about the mass emails with the, the of the Excel spreadsheet, not really having good market data, not having not really. It's not, it's not a procurement strategy. It's just, I guess it's a procurement strategy, but it's a crappy one. So contrast that. If I'm a shipper and I say, I'm going to start using Emerge, how much is that going to cost me? Yeah. So the platform itself is is completely for free. And so we, we don't charge anything for shippers to utilize our platform, whether they're going to want, run one bid a year or they're going to run 200 events you know, multiple bids right. throughout the course of a week. Um, we don't charge for the software. So I already have carriers that I'm working with. So I can I bring them over? Yeah. And so that's one of the things we pride ourselves on our platform. It's truly agnostic. So all the people that you're currently doing business with, carriers, brokers, we even have APIs with some of the digital guys. So, so the convoys, Ubers of the world, it makes it easy for them to pull in their rates or, or to actively bid in the platform. And the way that the kind of business model works at Emerge is... 
software tool first. So let's give you a tool to make sure that you can run these bid events more effectively, do all the backend analysis. And then where we come into play as a, a secondary benefit is through our marketplace. And what we're trying to do different with our marketplace versus some of the other things out there in, in the world today is giving the access to the lane data for XYZ shipper to all these asset-based carriers that have never worked with that shipper directly before in the past. And so we have this contract marketplace where they get notified based on certain regions or types of freight that they want. They are the ones that are coming in and viewing the lane data from XYZ shipper saying, hey, I'll do that for $2 a mile. We add a small markup on that for just using our technology and, and all the things to connect the two parties. And then the hopes are that there's going to be a small little part of that shipper's network where this new capacity fits. It's a cost savings. And then they'll contract to that to emerge. Emerge at that point becomes the broker of record and kind of manages that freight on behalf of those carriers. But we're very transparent. We'll let them know, you know, after the bid event, who those carriers are. But that's the way that we go about sourcing it is we're having those asset-based carriers bid directly. And we're not necessarily just quoting rates and then they say yes and we go out and find a truck after the fact. Right. So if I take my, uh, being back to me, me being the shipper, I do a thousand lanes, a thousand shipments a month. I take all that out of my Excel spreadsheet and I say, rather than emailing that Excel spreadsheet to 100 carriers, I'm going to say, I already work with some carriers. So I'm going to go in, I'm going to upload my stupid Excel spreadsheet into Emerge. That, and that's cost me nothing, right? So now I have all my lanes in there. And then I say, I want to work with the 10 carriers that I'm already working with. And I don't pay you anything for that. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So that that spreadsheet, we, we will mock that up. How do you make any money? <laughs> well, I mean, we're playing the long game, right? You know, it's uh, I, I like the analogy of the, uh, you know, field of dreams, like build it and they will come. And so, you know, there's a lot of shippers now where they'll, they'll run their bid events through our platform. They'll invite their network. You know, our current marketplace will participate, but Maybe the options that came in from our marketplace on that particular bid weren't competitive and we may not win anything. And that's completely fine. So you can you you can run a benefit. Getting back to my thousand lanes, my ten carriers bid and and then but you also have your carriers can see that. Those are the emerge carriers. And the only way you win business is if I award it. So I could award it all to my existing carriers, but if I do pick one of your carriers, you guys get paid. And obviously that's that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> Yeah, we, we think so. Yeah. And so, and even if we are the best option, there's, there's no rule or requirement that says they had to send it to emerge. Again, we're all about relationships and, and know that, at, you know, depending on the shipper, it takes some time to build that relationship up. And so we just want to, you know, offer the tool and we feel like the more bid events that a shipper runs in due time, as our marketplace gets bigger and bigger, inevitably there's going to be niches in that shipper's network where we can find more cost competitive options for them. Right. I've talked to Emerge on my podcast before. And what I like about what you guys are doing is this idea of, it's almost, this is going to sound crass, but I don't want it to be. It's almost like ladies night at a, a bar where you say, Hey, ladies get in free. Right. <laughs> and and then that, that they consider those the shippers and then all the uh, carriers of the guys saying, I will pay $10 to go in there. Right? Joe, I'm going to steal that. That's, 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 gold. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good analogy. Yeah. And, and, and I mean this all very respectfully. God knows in this day and age, I would not want that to be in a, I have daughters. So the more shippers you get there, the more carriers you get. So what's, what's, well, why would a carrier want to be part of that scenario? Well, it's more visibility, right? I mean, if, if you, if you can get to the point where, you know, you're logging into a merge and there's, thousands and thousands of contract lanes or, or spot loads available 
that you can fill backhauls, that you can create density in your network uh, around what's the harm? Because there's no fee for these carriers. They don't have to pay any subscription fees to have access to that data. We just feel like, and this is part of Andrew's vision, that that's always kind of been the problem with the industry is some of these small and mid-sized carriers who, you know, if I have 10 trucks, you know, if I go knocking on Walmart's door, they're not going to talk to me and give me the time of day. And so I've only ever had access to Walmart freight working through the traditional, you know, brokers of the past. And so if we can use our platform to say, hey, here's some freight that you can look at and bid on directly and maybe run it, you know, for half of what, you, you know, maybe a traditional broker has been positioning itself to, to Walmart before in the past, um, why not do it? So that's what we're trying to do on, on the carrier side. Right. So it's a, it's a good deal for the carriers in this regard is that, to your point, they don't necessarily have access to the best carriers, I mean, the best freight out there, unless they go through a broker. And by the way, I've heard people say this before, uh, and I won't mention the broker's name, it's more than one. But I heard carriers say, I don't even know why I'm in business, because my trucks are all kind of going on there to that broker every day. And I got this razor thin margin as a result. And they felt like almost like they're being taken advantage of because the big money is being kept by the broker. And and you guys are more of a almost like, uh, we're not doing it we're matchmaking, we're a network, not so much. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes like there is a bad connotation around brokers. Like there's a, definitely a difference between good and bad brokers. And I'm like, I'm not saying that that, that traditional broker model is wrong. I no, mean, it's not. The, the, the ones that do it right, they know that shipper's business in and out. They communicate very well. They're proactive with service. Like that, that's all value add. And that's a lot of, of work that's taken off of a carrier. If, if they're working with that shipper directly, you know, the billing and payment and all that. But there is a difference if if a traditional broker's quoting the shipper four thousand dollars for a load and then right. they're paying the carrier two thousand for it. Like that's where it's like, all right, that's well. What's also you know it goes both ways because I I talk to a lot of carriers and they always say to me, Joe, I just want more good shipper freight, meaning I don't want to go through a broker. And I always say, if you want that, hire some sales guys because those brokers that you don't want to work with, they're your sales team. And I get we're in a low margin business as a carrier. So I get why they don't want to have a whole bunch of salespeople on the road. So yeah, this this is the nature of our the nature of the beast. And to your point, we have great great brokers and we have uh, not so great brokers. But getting back to it, me as that shipper, I can put all my freight in there for free. I can get quotes like I've been doing, but by email. But now I have, in addition to all my carriers that I've built over time, I now have access to your your carrier network and all the all the all the carriers how many carriers are in your system now so we've got roughly 35,000 asset based carriers and and granted you know you can subdivide that a lot of different ways there's a lot of single owner operators in there there's there's guys that just specialize in flatbed temp control but we we have a pretty vast marketplace of asset based carriers that every day there's just more and more activity with number of quotes that are being submitted, numbers of carriers that are logging on. And so we're pretty excited about what that's going to look like in, in not only the rest of this year, but years to come. Yep. Well, if you're if you're a shipper, I want I want access to all the carriers I can get. And that's getting back to it. This is this is why we talked about, you know, the, the topic here. Is your TMS enough? And I think the answer is no, because it doesn't give you a procurement tool. There are other procurement tools out there, but they aren't procurement tools for this industry. Uh, they are procurement tools that are used to buying nuts and bolts and plastic pieces for assemblies. And you need it, you need a procurement tool, which is what you guys have built. And you need a procurement strategy, which is in effect what you guys can build at using Emerge. 
Yeah. And so, you know, one of the features within our platform, and you kind of alluded to it earlier when we were talking on, we have this, it's called tag functionality. And so with your current providers that you're working with today, you know, you have a master list of, of, of locating or, or documenting who those folks are, but then you can use tags that, you know, are they an asset provider? Are they a broker? Are they strong in the Northeast? Are they strong out West? Are they, you know, flatbed, you know? And so as you start to use the platform, if you want to get nimble and quick, you know, you can use the tag functionality to figure out who you actually want to invite. And then that ultimately comes into play on the back end as the rates come in to be able to kind of do that scenario analysis to say, hey, you know, I got to limit my broker spend on this bid to 20% overall, or maybe on this particular origin point, it can only be asset providers because I need drop equipment. You know, whatever those constraints or those modeling looks like, if you've got a platform where you can document the specialties of your network, and then be able to customize how you want to allocate your freight spend. Those are all things that because our platform was built specifically for trucking and transportation, we have that in the platform. And it's just going to make your ability once that bid closes to just rip through. Okay, here's, here's what I want to do conceptually. Let me fill out like those rules and those constraints, hit submit, and our system will push out to you. Here's the most optimized scenario. And then, you know, if you wanted to do some manual override, you could. But that's the benefit of using a tool like ours is all that stuff, like the speed of collecting rates and doing the analysis on the back end, you know, turns into days where in the past that's been weeks, if not months. Right. And by the way, that's one of the things that I, I've learned from talking to Emerge in the past is that a lot of shippers will say, we do, we go out for bid on these lanes once a year. And what you're doing is you're saying, hey, we're, Derek, we're at the tail end of COVID. We have this war in the Ukraine. There's this monkey pox going on. But I need you to look in your crystal ball and give me good rates that you will live with for the next year. And I don't care how smart you are, Derek. You don't know where the market's going. Nobody does. We prove that every every year. We prove that to ourselves. So you are in a trick bag as a carrier to say, I have to live with this for a year. So do I pad it so I can say yes every single time they call? Or do I get real aggressive and just give them paper rates if the market changes? And that's, that's the, to me, that's not a procurement strategy. That's just, that's what a sixth grader comes up with. And so what you guys are saying is forget the year, do quarterly rates, do monthly rates, do rates whenever you want, do these bids. And since the tech is easy enough that I can do it, I feel like it's a better deal for everybody. Cause if I'm a shipper, I want, I want rates I can live with. But if I'm a carrier, I want to be able to say, Joe, I feel real confident about the next month. Maybe the next two months, maybe the three quarters or three months. I don't feel good about giving you a rate for the next year. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's one thing to have a tool to be able to make these bid events, you know, easier. But the, the, the second layer of that is, is the strategy. And so we, we try our best to share best practices with what, you know, some of these other shippers might be doing and locking in the annual rates, depending on your business. And in some instances, it still makes sense. But Man, if, if anything showed us from COVID, you know, how much can change in, in a year, how much can change in three months. And, and to your point, like carriers and brokers are protecting themselves. They're going to go high just because you don't know. And so to be risk avoidant, why wouldn't you? Or they'll go low and just say, hey, sorry, I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, you mentioned COVID. Just as COVID hit, well, um, a large shipper called me and said, ah, you know, I know uh, I'd worked with them in the past. They said, we don't want to be nasty about this, but we just feel like the rates are really going to drop. So we want to renegotiate with our shippers. What do you, or with our carriers, what do you think? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of really against the, it's not what they normally would do. And I thought like, "Eh, that's not you. You know, you guys don't do that. 
Well, little did we know that rates would skyrocket shortly. So imagine you're in that silly position of saying, yeah, Derek, I need you to kind of lower your rates. I know we agreed to this, but the, you know, COVID changed everything. And you're like, all right, Joe, we will, uh, we will give money back. And then a month later, you're calling me back and going, Hey, Joe, you know, I'm calling. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, if, if I put my shipper hat back on here, so I've got my thousand lanes. I decided I'm going to uh, try out my existing carriers. I'm willing to look at the emerge carriers. If I'm really have a procurement, I have a cool procurement tool. I now have a strategy that I'm going to do this maybe more, maybe a quarterly bids on some, yearly bids on others, seasonal for others. I can do that because the tool makes it easy, but I still, I want benchmarking information. I know yeah. it's out there. Do you guys have to do that for me? Yeah, so that this is the the most exciting thing, and there's been a lot of exciting things that have come out in my three years in Emerge, but this is the one I'm I'm the most excited about, and this is this is launching early next uh, next month, so here in, in a couple of weeks is the benchmarking functionality, and so essentially what we're doing in the platform is we're pulling in some data points from some of the external, you know, the the big names out there on on market data, and then we've got enough density and freight flowing through our platform that we pull in some in, some internal data as well. And so essentially, shippers can take either as they're running bid events in our platform, or if they wanted to take their existing route guide and upload it into our platform, you'll be able to see in real time whether you want to compare it against what the market's doing today, or maybe just do analysis of when those rates that you have are more effective to kind of show you where you stand. And so using your example of, hey, I've got you know maybe a thousand lanes, we'll be able to show you, hey, here's the subset of a hundred of those thousand where you're 50% over what the market is doing it might be a good idea to carve those out and run a mini bid to lock in better rates over the next three months. And so we're spending a lot of time trying to talk to our shippers and our prospective shippers of, you may have had this mindset of I'm going to do annual bids or I'm going to run semi-annual bids or whatever cadence. It can be more dynamic than that. As long as you have a good relationship with your cares and you're transparent about what you're trying to accomplish, why not, as the market is shifting, take your underperforming lanes or the ones that you're paying well above what you should be select them by lane, put those into a bid event for whatever duration you think makes sense, and then launch that out to your network. And so get away from this mindset. It's got to be all my lanes, all at once, all on a set amount of time. It doesn't necessarily have to be that way. And and we feel like our benchmarking tool is going to help kind of lead the charge on, on that. So now the benchmarking data, maybe you said it in that, where's that benchmarking data come from? I know you, how, how, can you guys say how much freight moves through your system today? Or is that not? Yeah, no, we uh, we ended last year. So what we call kind of platform revenue is basically the, you know, the bid event. So if a shipper runs a $300 million total spend event, that's kind of the platform revenue. We finished last year at, at $6 billion run rate. <laughs> With a B? Six billion. Well, that's more than I think. That's more than most shippers spend every year. And and we are on <laughs> this year to to uh, to, to do about twenty billion. Go, going into twenty twenty three is is a run rate of about twenty billion a year. So that's a massive part of the freight going through your system right now. So you could do the benchmarking data just with your existing system, but are you taking external data also? Yep. So existing data, and then we're taking data from from two main sources externally. And then kind of aggregating that all together. And, and that's where we get our benchmarking data. And this this functionality, again, is, is another thing. You know, I'm not necessarily big on on the whole, you know, preaching that it's free. But at the end of the day, like from a barrier of entry right. standpoint, like it doesn't cost anything to utilize all this functionality. Now you're going to have benchmarking features in there as well, too. 
So I, and I'm not encouraging anyone to do this, but if they wanted, somebody could say, I'm just going to put all my lanes in there and look and compare and see, am I above or below benchmark? And then, and then it says, my God, I'm 5% over benchmark, 10% over benchmark, 30% over benchmark. I'm going to run some bids. I mean, it, it's go ahead and market test it. Yeah. And, and, and you could do the opposite as well too. So, you know, maybe you're three months in and here's a subset of lanes that you're actually buying really well compared to what the market is. Maybe go have a conversation with those incumbents and say, Hey, you know, everything's going well. Like, do you mind holding these rates? And, or here's some lanes that based on your volume, like in what the spot market's doing, maybe you shouldn't even have a contractual rate on this. Just every time that load comes up, just kick that to spot. And so that's the intuitiveness of our platform that we're trying to give to give the shippers. Can carriers use that information too? Right now, it's 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 going to be shipper focused, but that's something that's in the works too. Is giving some more visibility on the carrier side. Yeah, because if I was a carrier, I like the well. First off, I like the idea if I'm if I'm a carrier saying I'm in the merge system and they're they're going to run twenty billion dollars worth of freight through it next year, or at the, by the end of the year, I think I win a lane or two. <laughs> but that's what you know, and that's that's what's been so exciting about like Andrew's vision coming to fruition here is is you have to have that density in order for these carriers to keep coming back and and wanting to see what opportunities fit their network. And so we're we're finally starting to see that every day you see the the activity from our marketplace getting higher and higher, and that's when like the true machine will really work and you know we're, we're going to be able to probably capture more freight with these shippers because we just have more carriers that are bidding on it. Yep. Andrew Leto said something on my podcast when I interviewed him like a year ago that sticks in my head. He said when you see a truck moving down the road it's probably wasn't the cheapest carrier or the best carrier for that lane. It was just the carrier that they selected. And he said when you drop off at a location and you say I'd like to have a backhaul there's probably a backhaul within a mile of there if you're in an industrial park, but you don't know about that backhaul. There's another backhaul 20 miles away that you go get. And he said, that's just the nature of all of the information silos that we have. So the largest brokers, the largest carriers all have great information. You guys, even you guys with $20 billion moving through your, there's a lot of freight out there beyond your purview. And that's this why we somehow got to get to the place where we're in all one system where we can say, because that this is how we reduce uh, empty miles. This is how we reduce our our environmental impact. Yeah, absolutely. It all and yeah, there are a lot of tools out there that are trying to accomplish that. I mean, the visibility platforms help a ton with that. You know, the ELDs and whatnot. But yeah, being able to you know, if I'm a small carrier and I know you know twice a week I'm landing in in Arkansas and, and I always struggle to get back to wherever I need to. You know, in the past, maybe I'm I'm taking pennies on the dollar from from a large broker just to get back. Well, now with our platform, put that in as a notification that I want to see how much freight is in this area going back here, and it's free to do that. You'll get pinged every time, whether it's current freight in the system or or new customers that are coming in, and and that's where it's going to be really powerful powerful for the carriers. Right. So, I want to summarize this, and then I want to get your final thoughts, and I want you to tell us a little bit how we how we can reach out and talk to you guys. So. Today's topic, again, is, is your TMS enough with my friend Derek Doddridge? And we talked about the transportation management systems and the importance of having one. I think most big shippers have one now. If they don't have one, at least their 3PL does. Super important that we have a transportation management system. But what we're realizing is that there's all these other best-in-class solutions that are outside of a transportation management system. And it used to take a long time and a lot of money to 
connect. So if I wanted to connect to a external source of information, it was, hey, go get, find a programmer and we will implement that over the next six months or six weeks, whatever it took. More and more, the TMSs are developed so we can connect easily to these best-in-class solutions. Also, you guys are one of those con- one of those systems you can connect to. So if I have a transportation management system, I can connect it to Emerge and have a procurement tool. Most TMSs don't specialize in procurement. They might have a little procurement tool, but this is what you guys do. So I can connect my TMS to emerge, and a lot of companies have already done that, I take it? Yeah, absolutely. And and we continue to uh, form more and more partnerships with all the major TMS providers out there. But, you know, at its most basic core, like with us and our platform, digitize what you're doing today, especially if it's a manual process, build out that lane template, get the folks you're currently working with, tag those and allocate those guys based on the type of business they haul for you. You can run as many bid events as you want. You can provide live feedback while that bid is in in process, post-bid feedback after it's been awarded, gather all the data, run all kinds of optimization scenarios based on what makes the most sense for your network, actually award in the platform, have all your carriers, you know, agree or reject those awards, get it to the point where it's finalized. And then you've got a really nice file that has all your primaries and all your backups on every single lane that you can then take and put it into your TMS system for your execution. Right. And oh, by the way, with that new benchmarking feature, if at any given time, if you're doing bids on an annual or semi-annual basis, if the market's shifting and adjusting, why not carve out certain lanes that just don't make sense anymore based on your spin and rebid those and having that functionality all within the platform that doesn't cost anything. And there could be potential of new capacity coming in that would save you money on on maybe what you're getting today from your current providers. So it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. And I think before we hit record, you mentioned there are some other procurement systems that you can, people are using them, but they're not made for freight and they're expensive. (laughs) So you can use this free one that was developed, especially for our business, or you can go out and get, I won't mention their names, these other systems that are used really for other procurement systems. Freight is different. That's why in the past, when you talk to like a purchasing guy, he was like, I'm not in charge of purchasing for (laughs) freight. Go talk to logistics guys. (laughs) I don't get what they do. Well, and all the, on that point real quick, I'll, I'll give a shout out to like our, our product guys. It's another thing I love about working at Emerge. I mean, they're, they're very savvy. We do a good job of taking shipper feedback and making adjustments to our platform based off of that. But it's, you know, it, it's big buttons. It's very user-friendly. It's intuitive. It's built for transportation. Whereas, yeah, some of these other systems where that same system that a shipper is using to procure office supplies is the same one that now they're trying to customize to make it fit for transportation, it just doesn't, the, the the interface and the experience just isn't that great. And it is very expensive. Yep. So anyway, I started to summarize this, then we got carried away talking about something else. But anyway, so, to summarize this, absolutely positively need a transportation management system. But in this day and age, it's probably not enough. You're going to need best-in-class solutions that are outside of that, that connect to that. Emerge is one of those. And again, because you have a TMS doesn't mean you have a procurement tool. It doesn't mean you have a procurement strategy. It doesn't mean you have great carriers. It just means you have a TMS. It's a tool like any other. What I like about what Emerge is doing is it's bringing that tool and that strategy, and it's a great strategy. It's a better strategy than you currently have, and connecting it to that transportation management system and bringing the benchmarking along for the ride. And you can't beat the price. It's free. (laughs) So anyway, final thoughts. 
Derek. Joe, I, I really appreciate you having me on here again. I th- I'm pretty pretty high on what we've got going on here at Emerge. Again, there's there's a ton of value. You know, it's at least worth the conversation. You know, our, our target audience is obviously large enterprise shippers. We've got a pretty pretty big uh, bench of, of shippers that are using the platform now too, which which is obviously very encouraging. And so check us out. Can you mention names or is that st- taboo? We, we've got a, the most accurate list on our website. So check us out at emergemarket.com. We, we've got you know references, white papers, a lot of good testimonials from our current customers. You can obviously reach out to me and, and would love to have a conversation with, with anybody that's interested in the platform. But uh, much more great things to come with, with Emerge. But uh, again, Joe, really appreciate the opportunity. Yep. I, I appreciate you coming on. I think this is an interesting technology. There's there's a whole bunch of, for a long time, it seemed as if freight tech was just TMS. Now we're seeing all these killer apps come out. And um, I, you should also mention, this is not only just a good deal for shippers, as we talked about, but it's also a great deal when you have $20 billion worth of freight being spent on the, out of this system. I think some carriers are going to take some interest too. Yeah. Yeah, T- take the power back, you know, for, for these small, mid-sized carriers. You, you've got the pricing power. You've got the visibility to that freight that, that you haven't had in the past. So we're, there's more and more coming. So get in there and, uh, you know, see if see if there's some some freight opportunities that fit your network. Yep. So, D- Derek, before you go, who's your sweet spot? So we are really specializing any shipper that's got over a billion dollars in sales, you know, over 25 to 30 million in, in truckload spend. Again, we're, we predominantly focus in the full truckload space, but our platform does have the ability to do drayage and intermodal. Some exciting features are coming down the road, you know, as far as us being able to do ocean and air. So from a, these very large shippers that have a global transportation network, we'll be able to run all modes of, of bids through the platform. But, but those large shippers are the ones that uh, we're, we're working with today. Excellent. And uh, if you're a carrier, you want access to freight that you typically don't have access to, get on Emerge. So what I'll do, Derek, is I'll put a link to your LinkedIn profile and I'll put a link to Emerge and any other links you give me, I will put those in the show notes. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Derek. And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support's very much appreciated. Until next time, onward and upward. You've been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage in conversation with experts in the logistics field. For more details, visit thelogisticsoflogistics.com or follow Joe Lynch on LinkedIn.